welcome everyone. That was so adorable. I wish uh, I grew up uh, in such a household. It's really quite a blessing. Uh, you avoid so much uh, angst. Uh, but however you get there, you get there. And it's important to work on yourself, to understand yourself, to meditate on yourself, and to know the self. And so it's Guru Purnima, and um, <clears throat> when I heard that there were great beings alive on the planet, and this goes back uh, more than 50 years, I <coughs> practically raced to India looking for a teacher. Uh, I didn't quite race because I had to resign from my position. I was teaching English literature at Indiana University in America and uh, arranged everything and finally went to India. Got there in uh, 1970 and then uh, hunted around for various teachers and finally I came to uh, Baba Muktananda and stayed with him. Uh, for three years in his ashram and then traveled with him on his next tour and then uh, then he sent me out to uh, start an ashram in Michigan and then and then so many ashrams later uh, Michigan and uh, New York and uh, Los Angeles and best of all Melbourne Australia and he told me you go well in Australia he said and that's because we say satsang <laughs> So I always, uh, I like to uh, <clears throat> pick out from my treasure trove of, uh, of transcripts that I took with me when I left uh, Fallsburg. Uh, I took some transcripts of Baba's talks. And so on special occasions, I like to trot them out. So I've got one tonight. It was just a nondescript Wednesday in June of 1979 in South Fallsburg. <clears throat> New York, and it wasn't even a special talk. It was what Bobby used to call a chanting night. Um, he had his ashram up in the Catskill Mountains, about two hours outside of New York City. And by this time, there must have been 1,500, 2,000 people every night. Uh, and he would give question answers, give talks, and then on some weekends, he would do intensives. <clears throat> but um, uh, on some nights during the week, he would have what he called a chanting night, where he'd have a bit of a rest, and the people would just chant. So this was a chanting night, but he got into it, and he started talking, uh, and it's very adorable, wonderful little talk. So I thought I'd share that with you. Wednesday, 27 June, 1979. Baba says, Satgunat Maharaj Kijay, and since I forgot to say it, he says it for me. He says... He said in Hindi, Sabko Barisanmane Kesat Premse Hardik Swagat, which he would say every night, which means, as he says here, with great respect and love, I welcome you all with all my heart. Baba says, I say this every day. The moment a person welcomes another with respect, but without any expectations, understand that at that moment, that person has started understanding God, has started experiencing God. <clears throat> the subject of the last intensive was consciousness. He just had an intensive, and it was on consciousness. He says, and the self is consciousness. 
Now, some of you will recognize the selfless consciousness is actually one of the Shiva Sutras, the foundational text of Kashmir Shaivism. And it's Chaitanya Atma, actually the first, the first of the Shiva Sutras, which says boldly, it says, the self is consciousness. And I went to India looking for the self, but I had no idea what the self was. But when I heard that aphorism, I said, the self is consciousness. Consciousness. What does that mean? Well, I think I'm conscious. So what is it that makes me conscious? And I started to contemplate my own consciousness. And I started to discover that my consciousness, my awareness, was nothing but a miracle. That I should be conscious. And I'd look around and I'd see other people, some of whom were conscious. <laughs> they too were conscious. They had this luminous quality of awareness, um, which is quite mysterious. So I contemplated this consciousness, and the Shiva Sutras say the self is consciousness. So fundamentally, our true identity is our own awareness, but not the peripheral parts of our awareness, the, the, uh, the ignorant movements, the anger, the frustration, the jealousy, all those movements, but the core of that consciousness. And that core is nothing but love and joy and peace. So the selfless consciousness. So this was Baba's intensive. He says, <clears throat> a person should learn how to study everything with courage. And he should, attain, he should attain his own self with courage. It's a funny choice of words, isn't it? But I'll tell you the truth. To know the self takes a lot of courage. I've met so many people who practice yoga, practice meditation. And it takes a lot of grit, it takes a lot of courage to go the whole way and to stay with your nose to the grind and go through everything that happens because many things come up. Things come up from the unconscious. Difficulties come up with other people. All kinds of things come up which can be overcome and can be mastered, but you have to have courage to do it. So Baba says, do it with courage. Yamaraj, he says, the god of death told Nachiketa uh, he, here he's referencing one of the Upanishads. Um, the Upanishads are a great, great uh, scriptural text of India, which teach the highest truth about the self. And um, <clears throat> that's the uh, Kata Upanishad. It's a great Upanishad where uh, Nachiketa goes to the, hev the hell world and meets Lord Yama, who's the god of death. And he wants the teachings from Lord Yama. I once made that into a play, and we performed it in one of the ashrams. Maybe we could do it here. <laughs> Nataraj, you want to play? Uh, you could play uh, Lord Yama. <laughs> or would you play Natsuketa? We need it more. Leo. What? Leo. Leo could play Natsuketa. <laughs> oh, wait, cool. I love it. We'll do it. You're on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Yamaraj, the god of death, told Nachiketa, who's Nachiketa is the young seeker. He says, if a person is very weak, how can he attain the self? If a person sees his own self in everybody, then how can he have any attachment? To welcome everyone with love is to see oneself in everyone. 
everyone has the same essential soul, the same consciousness within everyone. How can he have any worries or sufferings? The self is consciousness. For this reason, I welcome everybody. Welcome your own self. If a person only wants others to welcome him, how can he derive any joy from that? Why do you need this phony expectation? Welcome your own self. Understand that, and that is the true anticipation. I told you that whatever was left to talk about after the intensive unconsciousness, I would continue to talk about until Guru Purnima. So the, the intensive unconsciousness was then, and then Guru Purnima was coming up, he said he'd keep talking more about consciousness. So he's still talking about consciousness. Uh, <clears throat> the sage Shetasvatara spoke about consciousness. This is another Upanishad, the Shetasvatara um, uh, Upanishad. Sage Shetasvatara did it, and part of the course is to say that name. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I, it's a really good Upanishad, and I'm going to do a satsang on it in, a few, in some time, a month or two. Are you ready for an Upanishadic one? Mm -hmm. I haven't done one for a couple of years, but it's good stuff. Anyway, the sage Svatasvatara spoke about consciousness, and I've been talking about consciousness to you for the last few days. Svatasvatara said, in consciousness there is nothing small or big. There is nothing above or below. Consciousness is bigger than the biggest. It's smaller than the smallest. It's subtler than the subtlest. In the abode of divinity, it exists like a tree. It is still. It is free from desires. It has become the self of all. It is perfect in everybody. That is consciousness. That self is consciousness. That's from the Svetashvatara Upanishad. That self is within everybody. And the yogis say, turn within. We spend our time brooding about externals, about this one likes me, that one doesn't like me, I can get ahead, I can't get ahead, this one's blocking me. And we, we meditate on that. And to spend a little time, turn the consciousness inward and know this self. And if you can know that self, you'll draw so much strength from that, so much inspiration, so much joy from that place within. There's so much mental disease, mental turmoil, so much worry in our culture. It's because we don't turn within and discover that place that's within us. So he goes on. <clears throat> Baba says, therefore a person should correct this wrong understanding. Yesterday I told you that this world is nothing but a dream. It is a dream in which you think yourself to be something that you're not. We think we're this limited pathetic individual, when actually we are Shiva, we are consciousness. In India, there was a great enlightened being. He was one of the greatest enlightened beings because though he lived in the body, still he loved ab above body consciousness. His name was Janaka. He was a king. He was called Videhi, a being who had risen above body consciousness. Baba loved the kings weren't just rulers, but who had also attained the self. So Janaka was a symbol of that, somebody who could live his life in the world effectively and also was a knower of 
Brahman, the knower of the self. This is the ultimate. <clears throat> when, he went to, then when he went to lie down, he put one of his hands into fire, and the other hand would be in the laps of his queens, so that he could massage his arms. Baba says, in India, in ancient times, there were many kings, and the kings had many queens. So, in other words, he's saying that he could, he could do this tapas of putting his arm in fire, of undergoing that, and also luxury. So he had both pleasure and, and penance, you know, difficulty. He was equal-minded. Janaka was called Videhi because he was indifferent to both pain and pleasure. In the same way, no pain or pleasure can touch consciousness. Consciousness is beyond them. One afternoon, he was taking a nap. He had a bad dream. Another king had invaded his country and had defeated Janaka in battle and had kicked him out of his own kingdom. Janaka left his kingdom. As he was walking down the road, all of a sudden, he felt very hungry and he saw a field. This is the kind of dream that Putin had recently. <laughs> he entered the field, and there he saw corn growing. He plucked two ears of corn and began to eat them. The farmer came up to him and beat him. The farmer said, we have a new king, and there are new rules. He said, no one should take anything without permission, and he just came into my field and stole something. So the king is beaten up. <clears throat> Baba says, once I read a saying which said, as long as you have position, you are important. It's <laughs> a great saying. <clears throat> it is your position which has importance, not you as a human being. Because when Janaka had the position of a king, everybody saluted him, and everybody respected him. But when he didn't have any position, he was out on his own, and the farmer beat him up. In the same way, if we live in our own place, that is, in the place of consciousness, Everything is all right. We stay in our own center. We be totally true to who we are and stay there. Practice contentment. Practice joy. We practice these things. But if we don't remain in our own place, we go out and we forget who we are, and for that reason, we're in trouble. We forget who we are and start comparing ourselves to others and look around, seeing what we lack and, what, and how unjust everything is, and pretty soon we're in a mess. He says, anyway, Baba says, the farmer beat him three or four times, and he was very badly beaten. Then he woke up. When he woke up, he realized he was still in his own bed. His maids were fanning him. There were policemen and guards, and the guards were protecting him with their swords drawn. Then he opened his eyes. He saw he was still king in his own palace. He was still in his own bed, and there were all these people around him. He closed his eyes. Once again, he went back to the same field, and he was in pain. The farmer was beating him. The farmer was scolding. He opened his eyes again. He was in his own bed. He closed his eyes yet again. Once again, he was in the same field, and the farmer was beating him. And Baba says, if we were to open our eyes, we would realize we were in the bed of consciousness. Because we have, we have left the bed of consciousness, we're out there and we're being beaten by different kinds of farmers. <laughs> we haven't opened our eyes completely. Janaka closed his eyes and he was back in the field. He opened his eyes, he was in his own bed. 
Then he got up, he washed his face. He called all the scholars, sages, seers, and all the gurus. Then he asked the question, what is true, this or that? This experience or that experience? Baba says, it, it was a major question. Now we have thousands and thousands of dreams. <clears throat> we only go to psychologists and we never discover why we have so many dreams and why we have those kinds of dreams. Many people ask me too, Baba, I had this kind of dream. What does it mean? Once Sheikh Nasruddin was sitting in a coffee house <clears throat> and he was very dejected. So those of you who know Baba know that Sheikh Nasruddin is kind of his comic alter ego. Sheikh Nasruddin, Mullah Nasruddin, uh, is a, a character in, in, in the East. All through Asia, uh, he's known, he's a wise fool. There are millions of stories about Nasruddin. You can't tell whether he's a holy man or a complete idiot, or a complete idiot who's a holy man, or a holy idiot, or something. But they're always very funny stories. And Baba knew thousands of these stories and loved to tell them. So he says, once Sheikh Nasruddin was sitting in a coffee house, and he was very dejected, and he was resting his chin on his hand, one of his friends asked him, why are you so dejected? He said, I'm terribly upset. What happened? Look, I'm just upset. Oh, friend, please tell me, what's the matter? Why are you so upset? Last night I had a nightmare. What was it? In my dream, I saw that my own wife was fooling around with another man. The friend said, why do you have to get upset about that? Nasruddin got irritated and he said, oh, noble man, have you any brains? She, <clears throat> if she were to do that in my dream, what would she do in her own dream? <laughs> That's a typical Nasruddin story. It's a good point. <laughs> Janaka was in the same predicament, Baba says. He couldn't understand which was true, this or that, so he called all the sages to his court. They were big, big, and great gurus. In those days in India, now too, even these days in India, it's the custom to protect all the gurus. The householders take care of all the gurus. <clears throat> in his kingdom, he used to take care of thousands of gurus and sages. He told everybody, now give me the answer, which is true, this or that? The farmer in the field or his lying in the bed there in this kingdom? No sage could answer. Then he began to think and wonder what he should do with them. If a person makes the right decision, it's all right, that's fine. Sometimes it happens when he's trying to make a decision, he becomes agitated. He's aggravated in that way. His decision becomes something else. The Bhagavad Gita puts it rightly. It says when two come together, there's desire. If the desire is fulfilled, fine. If the desire is not fulfilled, then anger arises. It says that uh, anger is the outcome of frustrated desire. We don't get what you want. As we see in a little kid, it's frustrated. Anger comes. If anger arises, then the power of understanding is burned in the fire of anger. When anger comes up, it destroys your good sense. Once understanding is burned, <clears throat> a person becomes infatuated and deluded. 
So when a person becomes deluded in this way, he loses the power of right understanding. Once he loses the power of right understanding, he can't make good decisions. That's why in Shiva process we say you can't really make good decisions in a place of anger, in a place of fear, in a place of uh, self-hatred and uh, uh, depression. You have to clear those first. And then in the clear space of good feeling, you can make a good decision. Baba says, over and over again, he asked the gurus, the sages, you tell me what was true, this or that. What is true? Now I'm in bed. Is this true? Or when I was in the field, was that true? Nobody could answer. He got very angry. He said to him, for so long I've been taking care of you in my own kingdom, and you can't answer my question. He called the prime minister. As long as my question is not answered, put all the sages in jail. Baba says, these days there are so many gurus, it would be good if at least one Janaka came to America. And also one went to India, it would be good. <clears throat> Janaka put all the gurus in jail because they couldn't answer his question. There was a young boy who was the son of a great sage. His name was Ashtavakra. <clears throat> he was very good. He asked his mother, where's my father? He was one of the sages. She said, he's in Janaka's jail. Why? The king had a question. The sage could answer. Uh, no sage could answer his question. For that reason, he put all the sages in jail. <clears throat> Baba says, "Don't you think there should be a Janaka here now? Just one Janaka, wouldn't that be good?" <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <clears throat> Ashtavakra said, "I understand, mother. I will answer that question." So he left home. He's a precocious little sage. <clears throat> It's a long story, Baba says. I'm going to make it real short. I can't tell you the whole thing because it's a chanting night, not a lecture night. And the bell rang twice. He used to set a, a, a bell and go off, uh, you know, to keep his talk within bounds. To make a long story very short, Ashtavakra went to the court straight away. He said, I've come here to answer your question. What is your question? Janaka said, what is true, this or that? Ashtavakra said, Listen, just as the dream is false, the waking state is false too. It is illusory. That's it. It's a Dantic answer. When he said that, the king was astonished. He was taken aback. He said, both are false? Ashtavakra said, only that is true which is never absent, which never changes. When you're, when you're sleeping, you're having a dream. In your dream, you don't have your own kingdom. You were being beaten by a farmer. When you woke up, you were a king. You weren't being beaten by anybody. For that reason, the dream was absent. It was false. Just as our dream state is false, our waking state is also false. Janaka said, I can agree my dream state is false because I can't see the dream state now, but how can I consider my waking state, which is so real for me, to be false? Ashtavakra said, when do you think that your dream state is false for you? Only when you came out of the dream state and while you're awake now. Now you think it's false, but while you're in it, you think it's true. Now you should wake up from this waking state, which is really a waking dream. Only then will you know that your waking state is also false and is nothing but a dream. Only when you wake up. <clears throat> 
when you wake up. When you woke up from the dream state, you realize your dream state was false. Now wake up from this state, and you'll know that your waking state is also false. And you'll know that which is true. Everything is consciousness. So he's saying, wake up from the dream of, of personal limitation and know yourself as consciousness. That's a transformed state. Wake up to that. Become awake. <clears throat> Baba says, therefore the Shiva Sutras say, the self is nothing but consciousness. Just perceive that. Go beyond the waking state. Go deeper than the dream state. Then you'll come across the deep sleep state. Go beyond even that. In each state, you will see things belonging to that state. When that state ends, the things of that state end, and new things appear in your new state. They call it, in, in uh, the yogis call it uh, the waking dream and deep sleep, and then the fourth state, or the Turiya state, the state beyond the other three states, the state of awareness, state of, in, of deep immersion in the self. Baba says, first of all, a being is a child. Then he becomes a young person. And then he becomes an adult, as we've seen tonight. <clears throat> and then he becomes an old person. He goes through so many changes. When he becomes an old person, he's no longer a child. In the same way, when a person goes from one state to another, he becomes different. That's because the different states are not the reality. Only consciousness which is the substratum of all the states, is the reality. Baba says, I first studied Vedanta in the Kannada language. <clears throat> when he was a young man, he left home very early, he was from South India, and he went and he studied in a, an ashram, Siddharud Swami's ashram, and he studied Advaita Vedanta there, a very rarefied form of it. <clears throat> Advaita Vedanta says, only consciousness is real. Only Brahman is real. At that time, there were many seekers studying all the philosophies of yoga. There was a being called Nirguna Shiva Yogi. Nirguna means formless as opposed to the formless. So he, he said, before you study these philosophies, first know who you are. Contemplate that. After pondering that, become one with your own self. You know, some of the best movies are what we call coming-of-age movies, movies of self-discovery, uh, and then we, we discover who we are on so many levels, uh, professionally and sexually and politically, so many levels. But beyond all of those, there's a more profound uh, way of knowing ourselves, knowing ourselves as the self, as the deepest self. That's what he's talking about. After becoming one with your own self, Try to understand who you really are and whether you're a mere human being or something more. So the subject of our intensive was the selfless consciousness. I will talk about this until the intensive on the guru comes along. That's next week. <clears throat> the reason why you need the guru intensive is so you can understand the knowledge that Ashtavakra brought to Janaka. Once again, with great respect, I welcome you all with all my heart. Sakuna Maharaj Kizai. That's a typical uh, evening with uh, Baba on tour. Oh, we didn't show pictures. Oh, why don't why don't we do that and then we'll meditate 
for 10 minutes. We'll meditate on the self. So here are a couple of pictures of Baba from tour. He made three tours of the West. He came to Australia three times. One of those times I traveled with him here. Um, but these are shots from Baba in the West. We have a technical problem. So I'll entertain you with some right after dinner talk. <laughs> so we're going to be, also we're going to meditate. We'll meditate for 10 minutes. And the goal of meditation, oh, there we go. There's Baba. Hmm? It could be Florida. Radiant with uh, joy and knowledge of the self. Next, giving a talk. He looks like he's singing a shloka there, singing some Sanskrit. And finally, uh, this is his lecture at Carnegie Hall in New York, 1979. He gave a talk on love in the, in the old uh, music hall in New York, the Carnegie Hall. Concert hall. Okay, so let's meditate for 10 minutes. And the goal of meditation is your own self. It doesn't matter how many philosophies you study or what different positions and opinions you have. Um, the goal of second education is to know who you are in the deepest sense. Not in an intellectual sense, not by what thoughts you have, what opinions you have, but something deeper than that. And that is the place of consciousness, that's the place of the self. And turn within, and like the kids, you can recite the mantra. Mantra is a tremendous tool for quieting the mind. The mantra of our tradition is Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya is written up there. And it means, I bow to the self, I bow to that Shiva, which is consciousness. I bow to universal consciousness. I discover that consciousness within. That consciousness is peace, it's love, it's Shakti, energy. Uh, and so I turn within to that source. So let's meditate now for 10 minutes. And on the occasion of uh, Guru Purnima, a great day for me personally because I love to remember my guru intensely. Because when I remember my guru, it puts me in touch with that luminosity of the self, that shakti of the self, that energy of the self. So let's meditate now for 10 minutes. Satgunat Maharaj Ki Jai. <laughs>